Good afternoon, Patriots. And it is actually time right now for their prayer bended knee in three and in one minute after, 11 minutes after the hour. I'm on remote today, so I apologize for being a little bit late. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we come together in fellowship each and every day that we come together and celebrate all the blessings you give to us, equally all the blessings you've given to this nation. Father, we're in a time right now of a tremendous amount of upheaval. And we are watching so many things unravel, so many questions being presented before us, so much evil being revealed, and equally so much uncertainty about the future. So, Father, we just pray today for the calming of hearts and the calming of position of where everybody is. to Just observe as this world is revealed to us, as the elite and their power structures continue to unravel and are exposed to light, to not take sides on these political fights that are going on, to keep level-headed and stay true to you. Father, one of the greatest temptations that we have right now is to be swept up into the political fight. And so much of that is motivated by those that are seeking to control others. We have to step away, as you very well know and have told us so many times, we have to step away from our idol worships, our idolatries. We have to step away from our own anxieties and anticipations of what is to come, our attempts to predict the next move and rather put all of our trust in you and let you unfold this plan as it is intended. Father, we are blessed with all the love that you continue to pour down upon us. We are blessed by the continued forgiveness that has been given to our land and to us as people. Our nation is ravaged by dark and deep scars, both old and present. We continue to see people seek out the control the willingness to submit to the power of institutions of men. And we see those that are holding hard in in their position to stay committed to you being targeted and isolated more and more. So, Father, we pray deeply that we'll continue to have that strength as we move forward to awaken the true warrior within the Christian faith, to expose the corruption within the pulpit, to continue to expose the corruption within our government, and to continue to build the might and the courage within those that walk with Jesus to stand against this evil and never bow, never relent, and continue to press in for truth so that all can see. Father, we must continue to be that lamp and light on the hill. Something that is always a challenge because we have to keep a pure heart. And as we do, though, the rewards are immense as you have shown us continually, as we continue to seek that power in our faith, that power in love in you, continue to hold the line and not give in to these myths that are taught too often across our nation that there must be peace at any cost. We must walk that path that you put before us, which we were told with the sacrifice of Christ that it would be a difficult path, that we too would be persecuted. Let us be persecuted, if that is need be, to awaken the world to the greater love that you bring. Father, we are a remnant in so many ways. And though the numbers are unknown as to how many are seeking you, the sense is that more and more are beginning to awake to your love. Though they're not awakening in the church, and they're not awakening within these temples of corruption, 
they are awakening in their hearts to realize the true power of love and the being and the reason we are here. We pray for that continued strength. We can pray for that opportunities that can be presented before us to continue to build the bridges between one another, to step away from the divisiveness, to find those communities and rebuilding the tribes, to give strength to this land and the foundation to all that is here. We need to return to the sacred documents of this nation, and most importantly, we must return to the scriptures and the foundations which this nation was built. We must remember, Father, and we pray that this remembrance can come, that we, are, we have been given inalienable rights, that only you can take them away. And yet, so many have tried to cast them aside for their own fears and foolishness. Father, we pray for whatever reasons they've cast them aside, that they aren't given in such a way that they can't be reclaimed, that this courage must again seed through the nation led by a few to stand up to this evil and understand that the road ahead is not going to be easy. It's going to be wrought with challenges. But in so many metaphorical ways, this is an exodus from an old cabal enslavement into something new and more free. Let us not be deceived by the promises of men. Let us not be deceived by the promises of politicians. Let us not be deceived by the promises of money. Let us not be Let's not be deceived by the promises of an easy path. Our path is going to be one of continued challenge as we climb and climb to that narrow gate where we will be given that opportunity for life. But we know that along the way, so many things will be cast before us to tempt us to step away, to tempt us to have someone else fix it for us, to tempt us, to tempt us constantly to stand down, to go a different way such as the hand of the devil. The Lord, we know that persistence is now the only way. And our, through persistence, we will achieve perseverance. And we will conquer this evil and in the way lead the country as it must be. The insanity that is around us is designed to confuse. And we just pray for the eyes to see and the hearts to see clearly as well. To have the comfort in you, the strength in you, and the trust in you to know that what unfolds before us is as it must be. But above all, we must never waver from our love in you, our trust in you, and our strength and our, our, on the rock of faith on which we stand. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Patriots, again, my apologies for a little bit of a late start today. I'm, I was uh, on my way to another property and... On the way, we had an accident, and then we had old people drivers, and then we had construction on the road, and then we had farmers out on the road with their tractors. <laughs> I literally had to just look up at God and say, okay, God, there is, um, there is a reason somebody doesn't want me going faster than I should. Either that or the devil's trying to throw every obstacle in my way to keep us from having a prayer, but no matter what, we're going to have a prayer, so there we go. Oh, I'll tell you, people. You know, the best one today was there's an accident, and it was it just happened just before I got to the place. There's a an emergency response vehicle from the fire department out on scene, and he's sitting in his truck, and it's a two-lane road, and traffic stacked up both ways. The ambulance pulls in behind him. He sits in his truck. 
The ambulance now navigates through traffic to get to the accident. He sits in his truck. People are now trying to get by each other to go back and forth. No one's directing traffic, which I would have gladly done, but I was out of time because I had to get up here. So then the fire department shows up about 30 cars behind me, and then he decides he's going to step out of his truck just as I pull my Jeep into the other lane to stop the traffic so that an elderly couple ahead of me could finally get through. And, of course, he tries to reprimand me. I just looked at him and drove by. I'm like, dude, get some Jesus and get back in your truck and be stupid. But anyway, such is life in our day and age. And really, it's kind of a reminder when you get in these instances someone just wrote vax and I'm like, you know, that's all that went through my mind is how many of these people out here are vaxxed. There has been a real change. There has been a real change in people and not for the better. I mean, you can, it's kind of the two sides and I've talked a lot about this. We have this bifurcation going on and I, and I know I've used that term probably a thousand times in this last two years, but there is this division going on and it's, it's really quite amazing because there's one side of society that has become more selfish and more self-consumed and lazy. And another side of society that has become more giving and tolerant than ever before. And it's pretty evident. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I know there's some gray spaces in between all of that, but in a general rule, you kind of look around and it's pretty amazing to see how the, how people have become. And, and with that is also there, these, this other side that's kind of, you know, me's focused is also very angry. You have to wonder, and it, it, there's no way that in the current climate that we can actually track that, but it sure does seem to me that it, I would, I would surmise that if we took a survey of truth of who took the vax and who didn't, I'm going to be willing to bet you that everybody that took the vax is on that other side. And it's, it's not a gap that's getting any easier. And I say that because what we can anticipate in our in our sense of belief is that we are going to be exposed more and more to hatred that's coming. And that's just the nature of things right now. Um, the, there is a middle group out here and I talked to some about this last night in Fishers of Men. There is a middle group that's kind of wandering right now and they don't really want to take that step over to embrace Jesus and, and embrace the relationship with God. They want to keep it kind of, you know, like, oh yeah, God does this. That sort of, that's sort of this cat, this catchphrase. It seems like everybody wants to use now. God wins. It's like, yeah, God does win. The, cha- the question is what team are you going to be on when he does? Right? So then you have the, the other side of this. And that is the, uh, the back side. And there's like, I'm going to call them the back side. It's this progressive side that's just angry at everything. And then you've got an, a, this third group, which is everybody that's seeking deeper relationship with the Lord. And it's just a beautiful group to walk with. But that the burden of society and its, and its insanity is ultimately going to fall on our shoulders as we try to steer it back from the abyss of hell and get it back to a moral foundation. Now, a quick update. Um, I don't Actually, I don't have an update, but I do want to follow up because as we all know, I believe it was Sunday night, Dr. Kerry Madej was in a plane crash, and thanks to some fantastic beat ads in our Bard's family room, they, I, they found the post. There was like one post out there that identified that she was in a wreck, so I did the follow-up Monday morning with Dr. Lee Merritt, 
And at that point in time, Dr. Carrie Madej was going into surgery. She had broken her leg. The news at that point was she had broken her leg and had some damage to her vertebrae. I don't have any further news yet. I will try to get some by tonight's show. I'm going to I'm going to reach out to Dr. Merritt again here very briefly. If anybody has any news, put it up in the Bart's family room. Um, someone just said they heard she might be home today. I don't know. I know Mike Adams reported on it last night. And I haven't been able to make contact with Mike, but um, please keep your prayers up. That's the biggest thing, okay? And, and all of this is please keep your prayers up for them, both her and her significant other. And he was flying. And um, I just, I heard that he was in a little rougher shape than she was. So, you know, we, we definitely want to keep her prayers up. Also, there's continued posts by the letter, by the mystery letter, and I'm, just telling you, I'm not paying much attention to them. I really don't, I don't have any trust in what that current platform is doing. So you're welcome to explore it and look at it, but we're kind of keeping our distance from it at this point because there's no validation. What we do know is that the event yesterday that happened, which was uh, the surprise Jan 6th person ended up that she, that was uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, I believe. Uh, she's a, a complete clown and um, she com- completely in- cre- showed how ridiculous this January 6th event is. We have Biden's AP poll now. 85% of Americans say the nation is on the wrong track, including 78% of the Democrats. The Democrat Party is completely imploding. At the same time, the dollar is continuing to collapse. So I'm just giving you those heads up always. It's important to realize that this is not so much of the illusion. So much of the illusion out here is to keep you, keep your eyes off of one of the biggest events, which is the economic reset, which is happening right now. And that's what a lot of this nonsense is really about. Keep looking here and there, not where it really is happening. The concern that I have is at this point, I mean, we really don't, and I, when I say concern, it's really up to the people to make the decisions and what the decisions are coming at us are going to be harder and harder to make. They're going to squeeze people into forcing them to accept a version of the CBDC. That is the goal that's, that's going on. And we have a whole batch of, of folks that are believing in the white hat operation that are saying that the white hats have taken control of the CBDC. It's going to be a good thing. People, I'm just going to tell you that sounds like the smelliest psyop I've ever heard. We are going to have to hold fast, very, very hard hold fast to make the decision of where we want to go. Remember, currencies only work if people accept them. And they know this, those in power. And so the way to get people to accept a currency is pretty simple, right? Starve them out and create food supplies or food shortages in inflate things so that they become very expensive to buy. That's food and fuel. At the same time, give people tokens of satiation that'll make them feel good, which is the deflation on consumer goods such as clothing, books, back-to-school materials, so you keep them distracted and off balance. Continue to stir the pot of fear of war 
And as you continue to squeeze down on them economically, when it gets so bad that people can't afford a gallon of milk or be able to fill up the tank of gas, then offer them debt recovery or basically debt forgiveness and then roll in some version of a UBI, universal basic income, guaranteed income for all the unemployed and a tie into the digital currency and social credit score. That is essentially the trajectory we're on. And it's going to take the strength of all of us and the well-preparedness of all of us to literally get through this. So that's where the resolve of faith comes in and meets reality to me. It's like, what are you going to walk? Are you going to walk to a point and then give up? Or are you going to walk all the way through the end of this walk, no matter where it takes us? I'll take it to the end, no matter where it takes us, because I know it's a walk that I'm walking with God. So hopefully we'll see a whole bunch of Bards Nations people down there at the end. Patriots, hope you have a very blessed day. Tonight, we've got Wano Saban Part 2 on the interview. Good interview last night. This is even, to me, it's got even more stuff in it tonight. Really interesting two-hour, two-part interview. So hope to see you there. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. And above all, keep your prayers up. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, again, see you tonight for the interview with Bards F- on Bards FM with Wano Saban Part 2. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. 
We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 